I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Kenny was open, and there's plenty of fun for you and me. Kenny was open. It's my quarterback. It's good to see the big boy. We mock ourselves. I'm feeling like Thanos, you know, my uh, my favorite character actor from cinema history. Okay. You know, he has, when he's up there before he gets the soul gem. Okay. You know, they ask him, they're like, did you get what you wanted? Mm-hmm. And he's, yes. And it's like, what did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> and that's how I'm feeling as Steeler Nation this week. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, we got what we wanted and it might just cost us everything at least for the release of this for the rest of the year i thought you were going to say you were hoping to snap your fingers and make half of steeler nation disappear oh well that i guess that'd be my plan b let okay. me just jot down a note that's <laughs> collect the other five oh, okay stones it's, i got ahead again that's 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 me looking ahead at, uh, <clears throat> this is what jen's talking about the conversation about the steelers social media conversation i'm kyle Kreis. here with me is greg benevin hello and uh and and hey you know what we're going to talk about it's uh it's going to be kenny right but first i just want to well hey let's get to the tweets <laughs> alas let's start with at charlie batch 16 charlie batch just because you know this year has been a lot, a lot of more tape watchers this year than ever before. We've seen, you know, we've seen some in the last couple of years, but now everyone's a tape watcher and everyone's coming up with their own conclusions. But you can't, hey, we said it last week. You can't even, you can't trust your own two eyes with some of these tape watchers. Here's uh, the tweet from Charlie Batch: What a terrible example! A different formation, different play, completely different coverage. Show us anything just to fit your narrative. Amazing how many people are falling for this. Shakes my head. This was in reply to one of those tape watchers, Tyler Wise specifically. You know, it was like this was what Trubisky does, and it was him getting sacked. This is what mm-hmm. Kenny does, and it was him stepping up in the pocket and throwing a. Uh, you know, throwing. it was the pass to Fryermuth, right? I think yes. I saw this. Oh, you exact saw this? Tweet. Okay, and it was, and it, the two of them like played concurrently at the simultaneously yeah. at the exact same time. Well, I remember thinking, boy, I don't know that much about football formations, but I sure do know a lot about uh, internet misinformation. And like this seemed to be uh, like I, I can't say that I assumed that Charlie or someone far more knowledgeable than myself than say this. But it's one of those things that I've, I've been on the Internet long enough to be aware of something that plays into all of your preconceptions. It's just you can't trust your own. You know, it's, you can't trust your own eyes. I don't know. Just like just take just I don't know. I'm, I don't know what the point is. Just one is like there's a lot of people saying here's what you should be seeing when you look at the game. And and, uh, you know, Batch himself says that's not the case. I don't know. That's uh, let's all right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes here. <laughs> why, I can, why am I having trouble finding the tweet sound today? Because uh, you know, if your wish was to get Kenny into the game, you got your wish. I don't know what the wish would have been otherwise, but uh, <laughs> Geppetto was there. No, Jimmy Cricket. Who grants the wishes? I don't know. Uh, I think it's Jimmy Cricket, and Geppetto's just the old guy. I haven't seen the new movie with Tom Hanks. No, but- I'm, I'm behind the two. No spoilers, please. <laughs> At Tyler L three four nine Tyler Lovejoy. I know we lost, but man, am I ready? I've not been so excited in a loss before. Uh, 
some people, I guess there's two sides to the to the Kenny narrative. People are just like, yeah, who cares if, you know, if, if, if we end up one and seven after the next month, but we got Kenny in there to see what, what we got. What, you know, are you, are you, are you excited for win or lose Kenny Pickett show? Uh, I'm, I'm more scared than anything else. I mean, it's, it's, I, I do, I, I must say one and three with Kenny starting is, feels better than one and three with Mitch probably going out there for Buffalo. But I mean, it's. I think the, the, the to me the entire. Su- I was going to say the entire subtext, but the text of Kenny's coming into that game was to keep anything, uh, to do anything to keep one and three from happening. So I mean, it's it's this this can't this is by no means the way it was designed or drawn up to put him into what's literally the teeth of the schedule. But um, but yeah, I guess. This is this is not the darkest of all timelines, but it certainly is a uh, shadowy one. Um, at Lucial nineteen ninety two, Matthew Lucial Ben had two interceptions in his first game. No one is perfect, especially in your first game. Just have to keep moving forward and learn from your mistakes. No one's perfect in your first game, right? But three games in one half you're out of here well well i mean the, the three three yeah three and a half games at um and also ben's two interceptions at his first game weren't they on the road in baltimore against ray lewis and ed reed versus against the jets at home at uh, i'm not sure that's an exact one-to-one analogy either um so uh you know i don't know it's just, all right learn to talk maybe whatever <laughs> move on <laughs> At PFF underscore Steelers, PFF Pitt Steelers, Kenny Pickett officially had three interceptions in his NFL debut, but PFF charted him with zero turnover-worthy plays, 71.6 passing grade for the rookie. Uh, three interceptions, but are we letting him off the hook, or were those not Pickett interceptions? I I yeah, I feel the same way I, I, about this that I feel about the video we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm trying, what I'm trying right now as a fan is to find the level of being like, okay, to be, uh, I'm trying to find what's seeking comfort and what feels right. And I, I worry that, you know, leaning on PFF's zero turnover worthy plays rating is the very definition of seeking comfort. I mean, who or what determines a turnover worthy play? I'm kind of guessing it's... It's, it's as bad as the eye test in terms of like, you know, did he throw it right into the defender's numbers? Did he throw it right into the guy's hands? Maybe that's a turnover worthy play versus something where the guy did have to make a play, which happened each time. If, you know, if we're going to count turnover worthy plays, then we maybe we should count turnover potential play you know the ones where it hits the defender in the hands and it right. drops exactly it's or like, some, yeah or one or one defender knocks it out of the other's hands because they're both going for it that's like the one minka had it uh, uh like in um the game where it's i mean obviously that would have been an incredible reaction play but i mean it did hit him you know even if it was like two feet away from him yeah yeah i mean we could go back and chart all of ben's interceptions and to find out which were turnover worthy interceptions oh, and yeah. which weren't uh and that would and that would take you several months i mean it's an even, and even then you're debating like okay it hit the defender in the fingertips is that turnover worthy or it you know and, and it still doesn't change the fact that they would turnover turnovers right. are one of the biggest factors in uh in a game you know more than some stats so mm-hmm. i don't know you're still we're still talking about turnovers mm-hmm. uh all right let's keep uh at tsn mike michael de 
Pickett floats an underthrown downfield that allows two defenders into the play. That should have been un- that should have been unguarded interception. Pickett throws two feet over a tight end's head on a ball that should have gone into the sideline. Result interception. Steeler fans blame the receiver for each. Enjoy the honeymoon number eight. It's uh, it's it's you know how long are we gonna give? Are we going to say, oh, those were, you know, on the receivers and not on the quarterback? You know, another another week with two turnovers? Are we going to keep... Oh, I think they're going to go longer than that. I mean, that whole 14-point spread for this week, the biggest uh, Steelers underdogs of our lifetime. And, uh, I think they're going to give it a much longer honeymoon than that, especially because, you know, there was that the, the first turnover, there was that whole, like, almost momentous debate about, like, you know, should Claypool fought through a guy that's like half a foot and 40 pounds less than him or whatever in uh, Pittsburgh great Jordan Whitehead. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but even then, I feel like we saw during the game, didn't one of their analysts point out that if Kenny had gotten the ball to Claypool faster, at uh, uh, he might he would have been open at um but no i think i, I think he's going to get a honeymoon for at least a month this first game a lot of folks are going to write off not just the rookie thing not just he's replacing mitch thing but also that whole he didn't get any of the first team reps um well the, you know then there's the other side on the kenny of the kenny debate at david m todd Steelers were up 20 to 17 with 4:23 left. Had just driven 44 yards and had first and 10 on the Jets 31 in field goal range. An opportunity to burn a lot of clock and force the Jets to use timeouts. Pickett with a terrible loss pitch to Warren. That's the play killer. That that's a bad play in high school. Killer interception. Next play. Let's evaluate honestly. Is is it honest to uh, to say hey Pickett kind of kind of cost the game with the turnovers it's entirely possible yeah i mean it's i i can't say that the game is entirely uh, uh on the second half offense of this game though i mean as wretched as the defense looked throughout the fourth quarter and as the offense getting three points in the first i mean it's that play might have been the last of i mean the last of the offensive game changing plays but for as many parts of the team that functioned so badly i can't entirely blame this one on kenny um let's let's give the dark sith lord the final the final word on kenny here at mark madden x mark madden yin's on picket when he got drafted he's the most nfl ready quarterback in the draft yin's on picket when he throws three picks in his debut don't forget he's only a rookie is there a double standard for Pickett? I mean, we I guess we've been asking this all the last five minutes here. Well, I mean, I, I, what I find so interesting about Mark Madden's statement is it's so well constructed because those two things aren't contradictory. It's he's the most he's the most ready ready quarterback in the draft, and he's just a rookie. Are both true statements that in no way violate each other. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the receivers. How about at Ebonior twelve Evan. Bonnior. I'm actually really getting tired of Pickett's first interception was underthrown. It wasn't. If you think it was, you're wrong. Claypool is not behind the defender. Why would you want to lead him? The ball was put in the exact best spot for your 6-5 receiver to go make a play. Uh, we're talking about that. We're talking mm-hmm. about the first pick. Um, the first candy pick, I should say. Yes. Um, uh, you know, people. some people were like, that's on Claypool. Some people were like, that's on Pickett. Uh or is anyone just saying, hey, that's a great play from a short defender? 
Oh, it's it's absolutely is is uh, a great play from a short defender. But the only thing about that, and I keep thinking about, I I thought about that, and then I thought about the Patriots game, and it's you know to paraphrase that line from the great line from the show Justified by Raylan Givens in the final season premiere. It's you know if somebody makes a great play once. They've made a great play. If guys keep making great plays throughout multiple games, that's not just them making great plays. It, uh, I, I think this has been an issue with Claypool for some time, right? Have not uh, played. What is it? They, like, I mean, I and I, sir, I only can repeat and parrot criticisms I heard from other people about, about him playing small, about not playing as big as he could. I don't know what that means, but it does seem like an example of that would be letting a five-eight guy, even one as very good as Jordan Whitehead, get through you. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he it's the ball is uh if he if he leaps, you know, where he it's he it's not a it's not necessarily a high point. He'd have to come back to the ball a little bit to high mm-hmm. point it like people, you know, like Cam when Cam Sutton goes out there, mm-hmm. uh he high points the ball, right? Now, Claypool mm-hmm. it has to come back a little bit if to to get that ball at its highest point. That's why where he where when he does jump, it's kind of a like face level. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, we're 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 running at, at as fast as we can, and <laughs> uh, you know, jumping, and we're seeing the ball for a split second. It's not like where he's tracking the ball from Kenny's hand. You know, mm-hmm. he, he uh, so it's one. It's 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 sometimes it's just a bang bang play. Sometimes yes. I don't know. You know, that's mm-hmm. my take on that on that play. But you know, Steeler Nation, of course, wants to ask questions like. At Blitzburg, Blitzburg, should the Steelers trade Chase Claypool? 54.6% yes, 45.4% no. I'm surprised it's that split, actually. Yeah, it, it does seem more split because perhaps somebody understands that, you know, again, why are you trading your assets when they're at the uh, absolute bottom or near it of their value? It, um, I, 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 again, you're not going to trade Chase Claypool for something of comparable value. You're always the better bet, no matter what you think of him or how he's played, is to hope that he pulls it, uh, uh, that he does even better this year. Truthfully, up until this game, there hadn't been a whole, whole lot of complaints about Claypool, not relative to everything else that was going wrong. Uh, I just love how the solution is, you know, you know, someone is, uh, Someone is, you know, has has room for improvement. Well, just fire him. Just get him off. You know, is it time to trade him to get him rid of this? Like, uh, you know, but no one ever says like, is it time to trade uh, Stephen Sims who doesn't even get a helmet? You know, no, but the guy out there who is who I don't know. I feel whatever. like we, I, I'm sure we did this exact conversation about James Washington last year. I'm sure we did. Um. Oh, well, let's move on to Deontay. How about at Boy Green Twenty Five? Paul Andrew Eston Jr. This week, Deontay Johnson said, don't count us out after a Steelers loss to the Jets. They now have accepted the fact that it's a rebuilding year. What world am I living in? This is utterly fantastic. You know, this this uh, you know, when I this did kind of bum me out because hey, t- when take it from the player's mouth when they say it, then you got to kind of believe it. When Deontay says, "Yeah, this is a rebuilding year." I thought last year was the rebuilding year. Well, I thought last year was the rebuilding year, and uh, this year is apparently going to be a rebuilding year too. And uh, the year before that was like half a rebuilding year. It um no, I I I, I mean, I always optimistically, I always r- rationalize these things to like I cannot, you know. I know if I've had a bad day, if someone were to talk to me at the end of that, I'll just shoot my mouth. I mean, the <laughs> fact that these guys don't always say what what uh, Minka said after this last game, which is basically like, yeah, we lost to these guys and they're a lot less talented than us or whatever it was he said that was real close to that. The fact that, these, that this is the only time that somebody has said rebuilding year 
uh, uh, is always a bit amazing to me. Also, I mean, this isn't quite as egregious as the Madden comment, but like, as a player, you can believe both of these things. Like, don't count us out does not mean don't cut us, count us out from winning the Super Bowl. It can be we're having a rebuilding year and don't count us out this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to, well, how about this take? At Hunter A. Homestek, Hunter Alec Homestek. Deontay Johnson is the most hot, cold receiver I can remember in the black and gold. He looks like a top he looks he looks like a top ten wide receiver at his best, but he makes boneheaded rookie mistakes at his worst. And you see multiple instances of each in every game. It's insane. Um was there a bonehead mistake in this last game? I mean, I know he had the the one toe tap that didn't count, um, mm. but I I can't think of a boneheaded moment behind that. There was he did do something. I forget if it was a drop or it was a penalty. There was because I, I remember commenting to you about it at the time when we were watching. There was one other dumb thing he did, but uh, what I was struck by uh, uh, Hunter's uh, comment here is that you know I, 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 I do remember similar comments that people would say not as much because you know Deontay's more talented than him, but that's the kind of thing they used to say about Marcus Wheaton and and Sammy Coates and even Martavis at times. Although the boneheaded rookie mistake at that point was smoking weed, but yeah, it you know it's 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 you would he see about that kind of inconsistency and they definitely say that about juju sometimes too oh yeah oh yeah um well what about the oh wait hey there's not you know at tommy jaggy tommy jaggy i really think george pickens is already the wide receiver one for the steelers i wouldn't be surprised if he outpaced deontay johnson in targets from here on out um i mean that's a hot take. We've never had a rookie be the number one guy, right? Not that I can, not since Louis Lips, maybe. Right, and, and, and like I wasn't really following the team then, but even then, yeah, I, I'd be surprised too. It. Um, I also don't, you know, I, I think wide receiver one is also subject to change from week to week. I don't think George is exclusively going to get the majority of the targets in every game from here on out, but who knows? I mean, it's the idea that he already does have some chemistry with Pickett does seem to be real. I mean, you know, if you're if you're worried about the uh, number of targets receivers are going to get, uh, I think shouldn't your expectations be lowered under Kenny? This is going to be, you know, run, 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 then run on fourth. You know, I mean, we saw it. We saw, you know, runs on fourth. We saw QB sneaks in the red zone. Uh, isn't that probably more of what the offense can be? Isn't that more closer to the expectations than, uh, well, we're going to get 12 targets to uh, George Pickens, and we're going to get 10 to Deontay, and Chase Claypool's going to get some targets. Oh, and Muth is going to get 10 targets. Uh, there's not, there's not, he, he, Kenny's not going to throw the ball 40 times in a game. I, 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 well, I mean, it's, it's, I agree with that, with the caveat that there are games that he might end up throwing 40 times a game just if they're behind the entire game. Like, you very well could see that's not the plan. It's just, that's what game circumstances dictate. It's weird, though, because, like, because while you're right about that, I remember thinking, I'm trying to think back to the three and a half games before this with Mitch, and I'm just thinking, geez, how many targets were there for each guy there? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I kind of think you're going to see a similar, uh, uh, the offense isn't going to feel as dissimilar. It might just be that some of the, you know, there'll be higher highs and lower lows. Yeah, that, well, that's, yeah, there definitely could be some lower lows in store. Let's, why don't we move on to the defense? How about, um, Add Vinny Vitti Vici 98 Vince Williams. Newsflash, Steelers defense is not as good when it's missing the best defensive player on the planet. Um, 
maybe that's all that needs to be said really about the past month is that is that the bottom line even though we've been in games against the pats against uh, you know i mean is that the bottom line no what no no win i i mean i think it's it's the bottom line but again man that 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 reeks of seeking comfort I, I fear is just that you know it, 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 if it was if it was if it was like last year's schedule or they play or they played the four games that they have coming up without Watts I'd be like yeah that makes sense but I mean against this Patriots team with Mac Jones against you know and Zach Wilson certainly seems like he has talent and there's some good young receivers in New York no doubt but I mean it's I'm kind of writing off the Cleveland game because Thursday <laughs> night games that, uh, on the road I mean that would be tough for you know the good Steeler teams but um but I, I I don't think it, it's it's this the defense is not as good. But man, I, I, that doesn't mean that you have to collapse in the fourth quarter. It's I think it's just you know ne- we, the mentality is next man up. But the reality is there is no next man. You know there's no next man up. Everyone's like oh you know Malik Reed or Tuska or Deontay Scott or, you know or you know, we we've run through a dozen players in mm-hmm. the in the past in the past twelve months. So. Uh, and no one is, no one is, no one's going to step up to TJ. Watt. Look, you know, if you were TJ Watt caliber player, you'd be on someone else's team. You know, oh, certainly. And it's, and I do think this is a place where they should have found a, a better backup outside linebacker at some point. I mean, that doesn't mean that you had to get uh, whatever this year's version of Melgram, Melvin Ingram was, just not him, since he was absolutely terrible when he played for the Steelers <laughs> at. Uh, yeah, it's like we you know, the plan was to have an Ingram, and then that plan didn't work. Plan B was a uh, was Tuska, and, I that's, <laughs> and I, I've seen people blaming Tomlin for Ingram because I guess he was playing well with Miami or whoever he's with. But I, I I just can't get behind that. I mean, for me, Ingram's lasting legacy in Pittsburgh will be he played like that entire game against the Bengals where the sack streak ended. Yeah, exactly. A, a game without Watt, you know, mm-hmm. and and he would just been poisoned to the locker room, which, you know, especially in a season like last year, we needed all the anti-poison, right? We need, uh, what well, do we you need? Can we be need poisoned. volunteers, not hostages. That's right, volunteers. <laughs> well, you could be poisoned in the locker room. Just go hit the quarterback. We could deal with some poison if you were getting some sacks. Um, How about, well, you know, how about this? There's a little talk on at Blitzburg, Blitzburg. Seeing some of you in say Father Time is starting to catch up with Cam Hayward. Uh, you know, without again, without TJ, it brings all these guys down to earth. And Cam is certainly mere mortal uh, the last oh, couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, and I certainly don't need, you know, I realize how good the HDTV is when during, you know, Cam's uh, uh, interviews, you could see some of the gray in his beard, which I absolutely do <laughs> not need to see. But, um, I mean, it, Cam Hayward by himself is not a game wrecker. I think that's that's you know it's with these guys never one guy never really is like maybe Lawrence Taylor and even then I kind of doubt it was always just him. They need a second guy too, and when it's just one guy, that's you know uh, no one's worried about sending the running back out to deal with Malik Reed. And you know, and we're talking about rebuilding now. Uh, I'm looking to next year's defense and, you know, Tyson Alalu, you know, may, might not be there. Cam, right. a year older, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bush might not be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone like Spillane might not be there. It's like, well, the rebuilding might 
continue next year, especially on this D. I don't you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, too, they'll have more resources than money-wise to spend on some guys. I mean, it's, you know, the fact that they've... I, 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 it, it's harder for me to be, and this may sound weird right now, it's harder for me to be more pessimistic about the Steelers continuing to rebuild since they've changed the way they're willing to spend money in the offseason. They seem way more capable and willing to like reload. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, cause you'll notice for all the ways that things have gone bad, like the offensive line really has played better. I mean, that's legitimate. That's not uh, uh rose colored glasses or nothing that that money is starting to pay off and you may not have the same resources. I have no idea what the Steelers salary cap next year is going to be. Thank God life is too busy, but I'm sure they have some money to spend on, you know, filling some holes when the days come. Uh, well, there's some optimism on that on that D line at Jay Heights, Jonathan Height Ritter. After watching Steelers D lineman DeMarvin Leal again on the All 22, I don't think it's a stretch to say he's the team's best option on the edge until Watt returns. He manhandles tight ends in the run game, and he's flashing as a pass rusher. Really like what he's shown this far. Um, I mean, that's great. I didn't, you know, just in the live game. I mean, I saw him a couple times, but I didn't. I don't see him. I didn't see him in the fourth. But uh, no. I don't know exactly what Leal's doing. He's still on the depth chart behind Loudermilk, even though Loudermilk doesn't get a helmet. I was going to say Loudermilk's played uh, as many snaps as you and I this year. I think. So you know, I don't know if he's uh, the best option on the edge. You know, maybe he's the best option we've got. But I mean, I think this this is really what uh, the stat that I that cuts through to me it's at alex kazora alex kazora mm-hmm. steelers pass rush struggled to finish but got plenty of pressure through the first three quarters uh, zach wilson pressured 47.8 percent of the time but in the fourth quarter pressured just 16.7 percent of the time that's what that seems to be the story for me in the fourth quarter was no pressure on the quarterback if they did he was able to escape mm-hmm. and he was able to uh carve up uh, the the zone you know oh yeah it um and I, I, I mean, and again, I don't know. I'm not looking at tape, nor will I ever look at tape. But I mean, how much of that is the Steelers choosing not to blitz versus them sending the guys and them simply not getting home anymore? I assume, with mo- as with most things, there's a little bit of A and B there. Yeah, I mean, the guy. There's certainly no one's getting. You know, certainly no one's getting home. Uh, you know, Highsmith, for all the sacks that Highsmith has in the first three quarters. Um, you know, it seems that in the fourth, at least this past week, there was, you know, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that makes the D backs look mortal. You know, these oh, guys, yeah. these guys are, you know, are talented when the rush is getting to the quarterback. And without it, I mean, we look, we see, I mean, they're not playing a ton of man, uh, and, and they're getting, you know, they're getting carved. They're getting carved. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Tomlin. At Colin Dunlap. Colin Dunlap. Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores, and Tara Austin 100% got outcoached by Robert Slay's offensive staff. Don't let that not be the story. Uh, one more from while we're here with Colin. He's on a roll here at Colin Dunlap. Mike Tomlin botched the QB situation heading into the Jets game. He had 10 days to prepare. Pickett said he got zero first-team reps. Then on a whim, Tomlin put him in. All credit to Pickett for what he did. Absolutely ridiculous. He wasn't prepared more. Um, let's let's start with the with the loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they a hundred percent get out coached by the Jets, or did the the Jets play sixty minutes when the Steelers did not? Ah, uh, 
I mean, I, I'm willing to say like they 60 to 75% got ad coached. I mean, it's worth the Jets playing. I feel like, you know, those insipid announcers we had to hear kept telling us about how the Jets were down to like whatever X, like their fifth string offensive linemen or something like that. I mean, that's exactly the kind of guy that, you know, uh, 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 that even DeMarvin Leal should be able to tear through. <laughs> it, um, you know, so if those guys were able to stand tall in the fourth, then yeah, that's not just playing. There's some scheme involved in that too. It, um, I, I think for the second one, I, it's, it's hard for me not to take Tomlin at his word here. I mean, it's, it's a, a fine example of not living in your fears is not thinking that Mitch is not going to score zero touchdowns in the first half. I don't think Tomlin had any plan to put Pickett in. I think he did it as a last minute desperation move to save the season. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did, wasn't spending 10 days saying, okay, well, if I need Kenny, should I get him some plays? Like, no, it was definitely all in on Mitch on that. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. fault Coach for that. Right. Um, you know, now, did he get out coached? Well, you know, there were – Jets did do some things to catch us off guard. They were they ran on third down a, a few times, quite mm-hmm. more than one would think. The touchdown pass to the quarterback. Oh, that was a clever play. Uh, you know, that certainly was. Um, you know, but – uh, as far as Zach Wilson avoiding sacks, like you know, I mean, you can't coach that. Um, Certainly, you know, in which I think that was a big part of it, and um, he him carving up the zone. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's I'm, you know, I'm not I'm sure they're not all sitting there going, man, they're really carving up our zone. Great, too bad we can't do anything about it. You right. know, there's always an open guy in the middle of the field. We'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that they were you know scheming and scheming, but what are you going to do? You I mean, you, you can't put you're not going to put Robert Spillane man on man on a guy. You you know, Edmonds who was probably missed most in that fourth quarter so he was the guy yes. who would probably come up in the middle on those situations. I I I forget who uh, said it, and I wish. I remembered because I imagine it was insightful was the person that mentioned like so much of what happened was they had to play Arthur Mollette a lot more and in a lot different positions than any party was comfortable with. Yeah, Molette is great up against the run. Um, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to covering your top ten overall drafted wide receiver from Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Um what about uh, you know, it's like these uh, how about we'll go to at Carter critiques, Christopher Carter. Uh, this is kind of more in reply to Colin Dunlop. He's like, you know, uh, if you actually don't think he should be fired, don't be the hit dog that hollers. It's telling, you know, a lot of these people, these media people, like almost definitely on the fan, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, I don't think Tomlin should be fired. But, but, you know, man, it's all on him that they were unprepared. It's all on him that they were outcoached. It's all on him that George Pickens is getting targets. It's all on, you know, uh, it, it, you know, are these media people being the hit dog that hollers? Well, I think the hit dog that hollers in the context of uh, Christopher Carter, who, of course, we love here at Behind the Steel Curtain. He's one of our alumni that made it big i mean it's like seeing some from your high school get famous but <laughs> i think he's correct in the hit dog the haulers it means in in the conversation of you know uh, uh you're criticizing tomlin and uh, saying he should be fired without actually saying it as 
and and I think what's going to be important, and it's something I'm going to hold on and try to navigate through the rest of this season, and I imagine it'll be something I'll have to get right, is to find a way to criticize this team and to be critical when things go awry that do not cross that bright red line. <laughs> it's like like the, like the field goal goal, you know, like cross the right, line. Right, exactly. And- just don't yeah. I mean, it's because there's ways to criticize this team, and it's you know, and it's and I think and I think part of that, and you sort of touched on it already, Kyle. Is that is to keep your criticisms to just the moment without extrapolating out from that? Did they get out coached in this game by that guy's offensive staff? Yes, this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna, it's like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna nitpick on every little thing going out, and it's gonna be hard if we're if we keep throwing turnovers or you know, I mean, it's like what's the what's the point in arguing what the run run defense is like if we're we're struggling with a rookie quarterback for the rest of the way out? I don't know. It's um. It's it's a lot of hit dog hollering. Let's go to is there anything else? Yeah, God, I'm just like, um. Oh, I see. I, I see the, 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 oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no. All right, let's let's move on to you know how about just a little miscellaneous here. Okay. Uh, we'll go to at Katie Pomp Bob Pompiani. Juju Smith-Schuster told NBC that he's learned more about offense in the few months with the Kansas City staff than he did in five years in Pittsburgh. Wow. This this kind of bummed me out, too. You know, it's like take the players for their word when they say it. And he, I'm sure he was meaning it more as a compliment to Andy Reid and the staff. But, uh, you know, even if, it, even if there's a, a grain of fact there, um, I, you know, he wouldn't have said it without there being, you know, some spark. But you know, who's who's he talking? He's not talking about Coach Drake, right? He's right. not talking about, um, you know, he might he could be talking about Ike Hilliard. Maybe he could be talking about Feekner. Uh, is he talking about Todd Haley? Maybe that guy doesn't sound like he's a great communicator. I, no, I bet. and I, I and I, I want, I'm trying to remember exactly how far back Juju goes at this point. But yeah, it. Um, no, I mean it could be about. Feekner, it could be about Canada, it could be about all those receiver coaches, it could be about Tomlin. It um I mean it you know, I I take Juju at his word, I'm sure it and it is complimentary to Andy Reid, who is probably going into the Hall of Fame himself, based almost enter- entirely on the way he can coach an offense. But um I don't know. I, I again speaking as someone that uh, takes a lot of things more personally than I should, I mean, the Steelers could not have made it clearer they didn't want Juju back. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess that's a good point too. I guess maybe he's a little sour grapes, but no, um, I, I, I'm not saying he necessarily is. I'm just saying if we can't read, you know, we can't. We're, we're, we got, we get a lot of Twitter, but thank God we can't read people's minds yet. <laughs> so that's next season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, I guess you know we'll take a break. I don't know if I. I think that I, you know. Let's let's hit the music. I might not uh, make it back for the second half. I think. <laughs> I think I might retire. I don't, the next you know. man up mentality. Yeah, I think I sprained my groin. I, uh, I'm in the. I'm definitely in the concussion protocol. Whatever, whatever's happened on Steelers Twitter in the past couple weeks is uh, has sent me into the protocol tent. Um, so if I come back, enjoy. If not, Greg, Greg will be here for the second half. Hello.
Anger and hate are supreme. A kind of celebration of ignorance. I hate this. I, I hate my life. I've trained myself to hate it. You don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Like it's just it's just annoying. Anger and hate are supreme. All right, welcome back. This is the Monongahela Monster podcast, formerly known as What Jin's Talking About. I am the Monongahela Monster. A lot of podcasters like to act the troll, but I actually live under the Smithfield Street Bridge. Oh. So uh, with me again is Greg Benevent. Thanks for sticking around. Hello? And, and, and you think you know football, Steeler Nation, wrong. Nobody watches more tape than me. Nobody knows the numbers better than me. Uh, and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't know the first thing about football. You know, And if, if you can't handle these facts, uh, go listen to Quinn and Banana. Uh, wow. you know, sorry, some of you aren't ready to swallow the truth. This is, uh, this is, this is truth podcasting here, Steeler Nation. You know, if the Roonies had the guts to put me in charge, everyone would go. Mike Tomlin? Go to one of those other teams that actually give a bleep about winning records. Is there a more overrated stat than winning record in the National Football League? I mean, I, 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 you know, uh, I, I assume win percentage is probably right there with it. Yeah, uh, Mr. Monster. You know, you know what a winning record gets you? The Jeff Fisher Lifetime Achievement Award. Congrats, <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Hell, Everyone has had a winning record. Even Romeo Cornell had one once. Winning records. Hell, the, the the Holy Roman Emperor had a winning record once. What do they say about them now? Yeah, they they, they did have a losing season at the wrong time. They give they give winning records out like participation trophies. Give me someone who can win championships. Gary Kubiak, Brian Billick, Mike McCarthy, real champions. Mike Tomlin. You created this horrendous offensive coaching staff. Has no right to be in the NFL. Matt Canada, your key card to the Rooney Complex would be deactivated instantly. Don't even bother coming into the office. We already threw out all your stuff. Even the pictures of your family, gone. In fact, we photoshopped you out of any pictures with Dan Rooney. Canada, you've thrown the ball behind the stick so many times. Anyone with an ounce of football knowledge has to seriously question whether or not you're being blackmailed by the opponents. Why isn't anyone talking about this? Uh, 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 these are all uh, good points, uh, uh, Mr. Monster. Canada, you had fun playing Tecmo Bowl. It's time to hand over the joystick, flyboy. There are people who play Madden out there with more offense than you. I know some of them personally. I'm breaking down game footage with them 12 to 16 hours a night on Twitch. Twitch. Canada. <laughs> Canada, you'll go down in history of how to take a historic franchise and bury it in the dirt. He is ruining Randy Feekner's legacy. Oh, tell me about it. The Dairy Queen on Sawmill Run is changing their soft serve flavors to chocolate in Canada. Mitch Trubisky, 
If Omar Khan isn't on the phone this very moment with every NFL and XFL team, you really got to question his mental stability. Am I right? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, I, I think uh, questioning uh, the mental stability of uh, people I only know in a professional capacity online is a solid way of doing things. And also, uh, I, I, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's I, I, every time I hear Mitch's name at this point, I feel bad, monster. It, I want to give the guy a hug. I can't imagine what this is like. If I were Omar Khan, you want to make us forget about Kevin Colbert? Ship Mitch for a fourth round pick. So we can finally get the next Alan Fanica or David DeCastro or Marquise Pouncey. And why isn't anyone thinking about that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 those those I think those guys today would each uh, be worth a fourth round pick. You know, Mitch, I, I don't have much bad to say about you, actually, because you're already an afterthought. Your time here is through. Maybe you should have named your kid Rooney or Danny. Or steal like Andrew McCutcheon. Well, no, he got shipped out, too. I don't even want you calling the coin flip. That's going to be so weird when he goes out for that coin flip. I hope everyone hugs him. Chase Claypool. I'd ship you and Mitch for a fourth-round pick. And Alan Fanica. Chase out there playing like Muggsy Bogues. Deontay Johnson. Tony, more like Tony Toe Tap, more like Tony Line Tap. <laughs> Only one foot in bounds? It's the same as a drop to me. You ba- you're basically an overpaid Lima Swede. <laughs> At least Lima Swede had both feet in bounds when his dropped. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. And then he laid on the ground for a while. I remember that. They're like, was he hurt? They're like, no, nah, he just dropped the ball. Pat Fryermuth. Those 50-50 balls need to be brought in 100% of the time. Every time I hear that chant, move, I just re- reminded that we don't have Creed Humphreys. <laughs> Creed Humphreys would look good on this team. Minka Fitzpatrick wants to be player of the year, not even player of the month. Sure, had an interception. That's the minimum. You want to be a you want to be a Pro Bowl, an All Pro. Otherwise, you're just a glorified Darren Perry. Oh, that's right. There was that one year he had like seven or eight interceptions. I forgot about that. At um, this team needs to change it around now. Do you have anything for Najee? That's the one. I, I feel like we ha- he hasn't even come up. He didn't come up in the first half either, Monster. And I'm beginning to, uh, you know, I, I, a friend of mine that drafted him in the first round of his off, of his um, fantasy draft asked me about it. He said, Greg, I'm very disappointed in Najee so far. And I immediately went into uh, coach speak. I was like, well, the offensive line is coming around. That uh, players are playing better. You understand? We're starting to play the plays as they're called. We're becoming more cohesive. Najee Harris is a, he's, yeah. He's great if you're playing fantasy. <laughs> the NFL isn't fantasy football. This team doesn't know anything from the offense to the defense to the front office. This team can't be saved. It's time to give up. So until next week, 
Which they is, won't. They won't be in next week. I was gonna say it's, it's the middle of October. It's time to uh, hibernate. Monongahela monster. Signing off for the last time, Steeler Nation. If you even tried a lot to listen to another Behind the Steel Curtain podcast, then you're the loser. This team's already over. Game over. Time to start listening to what Jen's pending about. I think this is the only football podcast run by fans where at the end of every episode, you as the listener could respond to it with, are they okay? I guess there'll be some more Behind the Steel Curtain podcasts. Yeah, presumably. So, you know, hopefully these guys rip into Canada. we got to fire Canada. <laughs> I'm not listening unless they, they're firing Canada. Trading Mitch. Firing Minka. Yeah, now's the time to trade him while the value's good. There you go, at a good value, yes. Finally get the next Alan Fanica. Stay tuned. <laughs>